girls welcome to episode two of my new podcast um currently named glow and grow by lauren charlotte which is probably going to change if anyone has any suggestions on any better names for my poddy then let me know um but we're going with that for now um apologies to anyone who's been waiting on this episode a few people have messaged me um, which was really exciting. Um, I'm fashionably late as usual for me, <laughs> but I've been feeling a little bit under the weather. So apologies as well if my voice sounds a little bit croaky in this episode. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather, but I think a lot of people are feeling that way at the moment. Some people attribute it to the changing weather. Um, I can't really understand how that would work, but a lot of people say that it is that. And a few people have um, replied to my poll on Insta and said that they also feel under the weather at the moment. So probably is that. Um, but yeah, I don't feel too bad, just a sore throat, so apologies again for my croaky voice. Um, I just want to say as well, thank you so, so, so much for all the amazing feedback I've had so far on my podcast. Um, I really have enjoyed doing the last episode. I kind of just did it on a whim, pressed play and then just spoke. Um, so to have such good feedback on it, um, is so nice. Makes me feel really nice. Um... This type of thing I feel much more aligned to doing nowadays than I do to social content. Obviously, having a small business, like, you don't really have a choice. You kind of have to do posts. But um, I always kind of have that, like, I can't explain it, like, an undertone of, like, stress, anxiety and, like, just anger when I do social content now. I don't know why. I just don't enjoy it at all. Whereas this, I feel like it really aligns with me and I feel good after doing it and it just feels much more flowy and natural. So... Um, I'm definitely going to persevere with it. So if anyone has any topics um, that they would like me to cover, then please let me know. Um, This podcast is going to be covering a mixture of um, manifestation, fitness, motivation, um, mindset, all of them lovely things. So yeah, any of the topics above, let me know and I can try and do my best to cover it if it's something that I know about. Um, So today's podcast is on something which I have only, to be honest, recently really found out. Okay, so um, I literally feel like I'm revealing the biggest secret ever on here today. Um, It's been like a revelation to me, like a penny drop moment. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited to share this with you and I hope that I can deliver it in a way where it's easily understandable and something that you can go away and say, yeah, I can definitely apply that to my life and I think I will see um, a difference um that's definitely how I received it when I heard it um for the first time so um I hope I can do it justice um and if not I'm going to direct you straight to the person who I initially got the information from so if you want some more sciencey background or you just want a bit of a clearer more in-depth interpretation um I'll definitely put that in the show notes and also let you know the Instagram account to go to as well um and one thing as well just going backwards for a second um my if anyone has like wanted to do something for a long time like I've put this podcast the reason I know I put this podcast off for so long is because the software that I am um recording it up to and uploading it to I had recorded I had kind of like a reserved a space and named a podcast exactly a year ago to like this day pretty much um and then just did nothing with it so I delayed this for a whole year and it really isn't that hard to do. I mean, obviously I haven't got a jingle and stuff yet. I haven't got all the, I don't see all the professional things that podcasters say, but you know, I'm just going with it and just seeing how it develops. And obviously over time, then things will come when I've got a bit more time in my job to 
um, dedicate to it. But yeah, my advice is anyone that's been wanting to do anything and has been putting it off, just fucking do it. Like, just put something out into the world. Like, even if it's shit, like most things we do for the first time are pretty rubbish. Do you get what I mean? Um, And then they just get better and better over time. Like, the first PT session I ever delivered was probably completely rubbish. Um, The first time I did a social post was probably really rubbish. Do you know what I mean? But then you... Well, they're all still pretty rubbish, to be fair. But my PT sessions have got better. Um, So, yeah, if there's anything that you want to do, just don't be afraid to put something out that's not perfect. Like, perfectionism will hold you back, and it's held me back in a lot of areas in my life before. Not as much now, because I I think as you get older, you don't really care about things as much. Like, you just kind of are who you are, and, like, if people don't like it or you don't look, like, the best doing it, you kind of don't really care. But when I was younger, I definitely, like, had a, like, thing of... I wanted to do everything, but I didn't move forward with it because I couldn't find a way or I didn't know how to make it perfect. Or when I did it, it just wasn't coming out as I envisioned it. So um, the the vision will come in time. You just have to do something. Like You have to, to be rubbish at something before you can get better. You have to kind of be a, um, a novice before you can become a master. So, yeah, that's my advice for today. But anyway, on to the topic at hand. So today's podcast is about how we can eat in a way that improves our mood, helps us sleep better, clears up our skin, prevents wrinkles, helps us to readily burn fat, um, concentrate better, feel less sleepy and prevent many um, diseases that are caused by inflammation. So there's some short-term and long-term benefits here. And this is all whilst having our cake and eating it too. So yes, you can still eat what you want. I'm not changing my mindset or my kind of um, stance with food in that sense. I do not believe in over-restriction. I do not believe in cutting certain foods out. I do not believe in calorie... Well, I do believe in calorie counting, but... Um, for some people, but I don't think it's the most optimal or enjoyable way to go about food. I think it can sometimes be a great introduction for someone that's really, really struggling. But long term, I don't think we need to count calories or even worry our pretty little heads about calories at all. So this method or this way of learning is about um, tapping into some of the science and what goes on in our bodies, really, and basically just having an understanding of what is going on in our bodies and actually like tapping into and listening to what our body is trying to tell us because we have numbed and like we we have all these senses and we have all these intuitions that our body is trying to tell us all the time and because of society and just how we've kind of lost touch with these powers that we have um we just aren't very sensitive we haven't been taught like to be sensitive to these things and our intuition is completely out of whack and if we listen to our bodies, it will tell us what it does and doesn't like, what it does and doesn't need, rather than us overriding it with, like, desire and greed and lust and wanting things. Um, so, yeah, I'll go on to kind of how this topic, um, the topic of today's podcast come up for me. Um, so over a week ago, I set an intention that I wanted to lose um, some weight around my stomach. I just wanted to be able to see my abs again. I haven't... Um, you know, my body looks pretty much the same. If I take a picture of myself now and posted it, it looks pretty much the same to how it always has. I just don't have that definition in my upper abs. I haven't ever really had it in my lower abs, to be honest, but because obviously I've got a uterus and um, the shape of my, um, you know, organs inside and stuff, I don't tend to usually get, even if I'm super lean, lower abs anyway, but I definitely used to have upper abs always anyway. Um, So I set the intention that I wanted to 
you know, see them again. Um, I did all the manifesting things there are to do. Um, I, you know, set my intentions. I felt the feeling of having what I wanted to have. I did all of this and that. And then I released it, let it go and just went about my day. Um, so obviously, I, if you don't know anything about manifestation and think it's very woo-woo and stuff, I will be covering this more in detail. But that's kind of not the focus of today's topic. Um, this is just more kind of how I got to where I was going. Um, and then I just kind of went about my business, obviously carried on training, started, you know, to naturally look more at what I was eating. Um, and yeah, I came across maybe a few days later, um, I've started to see like the same type of post popping up for me, um, on my Instagram, on my stories, reels, and then randomly like in podcasts as well. Like when I walk Bobby, I often listen to podcasts. Um, and not always about the same thing. Sometimes it's about mindset stuff. Sometimes it's business stuff. Sometimes it's marketing. Sometimes it's just general. Sometimes it's health. But um, this one I was was a marketing podcast um, from someone called Angie Lee, who I've listened to for years. I hadn't listened to her for ages, but I just had to look through what she had. And one of them just popped up and it was about blood sugar. And obviously that's nothing to do with marketing, but I just felt drawn to that one. So clicked it and listened to it and... Um, yeah, that's kind of how I've gotten to this topic. Um, when I started to listen to it, it was kind of, like I said, a penny drop moment. Like I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is exactly the solution that I'm looking to implement for my clients. This is exactly what I need to get to my goals. So the universe has always delivered the goods to me. I didn't have to do anything extra crazy. It just kind of sent me the solution. Um, and yeah, I've done my research over the last few days and that is what I'm here to deliver to you today in the best way I can possible because the sciencey stuff kind of, you know, I came across this, this tech, well, it's not, it's not a technique at all, but I came across and know about this science of the body because, you know, I did my PT, um, um, certificates and my level three and all of this and pre and postnatal. So I, have I been taught this and I've done my own research you know into the the feminine body and um how we you know digest food and how our bodies work so I know about this but I never have known how to apply it or make it um easy for clients to implement into their lives or for me to implement in our lives I just kind of knew the information um but this has been like a way easier way to break it down and has actionable steps for you to know that you're um, instantly improving your body in the ways I suggested before. Um, so let's kind of go into a bit about what it is um, and then I'll explain um, what mastering it can do for you and some of the rules that we can try to implement into our diets either all at once or step by step that will not mean that you have to restrict any of the foods that you eat but just eat them in a specific way that it benefits your body more. Um, so what we're talking about today is blood glucose. So that sounds kind of doctory and boring, but basically blood glucose or glucose is, is just sugar. And it's sugar that has been broken down from carbohydrates or carbs. Um, any starchy food, um, especially processed foods, um, our body breaks carbohydrates down in the intestines. So obviously it goes in your mouth, goes into your stomach, goes down to your intestines and then it does all of its magic and it sends um, what's left as blood glucose or glucose into the bloodstream, sorry. Um, and that is basically our body's preferred energy source. So once it's in the bloodstream, it then gets distributed around the body as it's needed. Um, 
we do need it, you know, that's why we, we want to have carbs still, we don't want to cut them out, because it is our body's preferred energy source. But the problem is, at, you know, with how our bodies are now, and because over the years we've lost touch in what our body actually needs, um, we ha- and what I mean by this is that, you know, back in the thousands of years ago days, it was a hunter-gatherer type situation, we were um, having to work much harder for our food, processed carbs were not a thing, processed food was not a thing, um, sugars were not as readily available, and we just had to, you know, our bodies didn't have to process as much glucose because it was, um, carbs, sorry, because they weren't given that many. And also we were much more active. So anything that was put into the body was used more readily. Nowadays, sugar is in basically everything. Like if you go to the shops and buy anything, it's probably had some sugar added to it or it's very, very difficult nowadays to, to find anything that is a completely natural whole food. Lots of things have been, have added sugar or, um, we buy a lot of sugary based foods and you know I don't even go and pick up my food anymore I I literally get it delivered to the door so any element of hunter-gatherer is completely like eliminated we are literally delivered all this processed food to us and the way to imagine it is that if your body like if you water so plants sorry (laughs) take a breath so plants need water yeah so we know that a plant needs water but if you overwater a plant it has a negative effect on the plant, the plant starts to die. We are effectively like plants, so we need glucose, glucose is our energy source, however if you overfeed us glucose, it has a negative effect on us too, and um, yeah, that can have a really, really negative effect on us, given our bodies too much glucose, it's basically like it's, I mean I'm not going to go into the science of this, and like I said, I'm going to direct you to the person with all the information, but it's basically burning up in our insides if we overeat glucose, it's really, really bad, it's really inflammatory and causing a lot of havoc in our body, so it is basically killing us, like how overwatering a plant kills the plant, over glucosing us our bodies is is killing us in a slow slow way so um yeah basically that is what it is happening um so taking it into context and you know making it more applicable to so why are we even talking about this um when you put the when the glucose goes into your bloodstream it creates a spike so like a glucose spike um and if the spike is very, very high, if there's like a, a large amount of glucose, it might take a long time for that to come down. And the signs that you may be having these sugar spikes are things like you're hungry, even though you've just eaten. Um, you like feel like if you just walk past a bakery and there's like biscuits or cakes in there, you feel like you immediately need to eat like three or four right now. You cannot wait. Like if you buy a snack, you have to have it immediately. You cannot save it. Or things like you're tired really early in the day, like you're tired at 11am, even though you've had breakfast, even though you've not done too, too much. Um, And for me, to be honest, these are, I mean, going off on a tangent again, this is one of the things that really bothered me. Like, I am very active and I don't think I eat terribly, but I feel tired like at 11 o'clock and I wondered if it was because of my training, but I haven't always felt that way. Um, And I have a lot to do in the day, like I really do pack my days jam-packed. And I don't have the time to be sleeping in the day. I don't have the time to not be completely on job and full of beans. And I just want to be able to focus and concentrate. So 
um, kind of tackling these things are really, really important, even if we aren't looking at it from just a pure health perspective. These things do affect our lives, so they are really important to tackle and can be completely life-changing if we can get it kind of under control. So the aim really is to control these glucose spikes. These glucose spikes are the things that are sending us under, the things that are making us tired, they're making us um, bodies put on fat, they're making our hunger hormones go completely out of whack, making our skin age, our organs age, um, creating, like I said, inflammation throughout the body and getting us closer to diabetes, which is not what we want at all. Um, so the aim of the game is to, instead of having these spikes throughout the day and being like on a roller coaster throughout the day, imagine it's like a big roller coaster, like a, loads of ups and downs, ups and downs of spikes, 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 effectively because you are probably having your first sugar spike, then you're getting tired, drowsy, maybe having a sugary coffee and a biscuit, going on another high sugar spike, dropping maybe at three o'clock, having something else, and you're just riding that wave throughout the day. And no wonder you're kind of feeling like completely out of whack. And my own personal example of this is, um, as I said on my Instagram post, you know, I wake up um, at 20 past five for my clients and... Um, it is, it is awful, but I love being there for the girls. I wouldn't have it any other way. Once I get to the gym, it's absolutely fine. But yeah, the waking up is hard. But I think what makes it harder is when I wake up, I feel so sick. Um, I used to attribute it to my pill, which maybe can, does contribute to, contribute to it. But I also used to say it was because I was waking up um, at, you know, your circadian rhythm is obviously how you sleep and your sleep cycle, kind of where you are in the day. And I used to think I'm waking up in like a deep sleep part of my cycle. So my blood sugar is low because I'm at that. Sorry. I told you I'm a bit sniffly (laughs) because I'm at that part of my cycle. And I just put it down to that. And my answer to that was basically to get some grapes or some high, high, high sugar foods um, and feed myself that as soon as I woke up. Like as soon as I come down to the kitchen, um, I'd have five minutes to get ready, get dressed, grab a satsuma, grab some grapes, and out I'd go and I'd eat them on the way to work. And I used to think that was like the perfect solution. I'm getting my sugar levels up and I'm right as rain. But then I'd be obviously there from six and at about nine o'clock, I'd start to feel a bit tired and a bit sicky again. So I'd get a really nice protein bar from the vending machine, sit there and wait for my client and eat that. And then um, normally I would kind of be ready to train or my clients would finish at 11 which is only two hours later and by the time it came to train I just felt absolutely drained still like I wanted to train and work hard but I just felt like I needed an, I needed another boost of food so I'd often go to Starbucks get a Starbucks grab a fruit um, grab a fruit toast and with honey and jam and I just felt like I needed that to fuel my body to feel ready for the workout to be able to give it a hundred percent and I've done that for months and months and months and, and not really seen any problem with it. I kind of just felt like I was doing the right thing for my blood sugars, even though I know, you know, you should be eating protein with every meal. But because all of these are coming so early in the day, I kind of had time to catch up with my protein throughout the rest of the day. But when you look at the amount of sugar I'm getting in so early, it, I dread to think how much <laughs> I dread to think how much sugar I was consuming so early in the day. Um so I was basically sending myself on a sugar roller coaster every single day. Like, 
I'd be, you know, and no wonder I'm crashing and I'm getting home and not being able to concentrate and all of these symptoms. Um, and, you know, some of the other symptoms which I'm going to go into, like skin rashes is, is something that you can get rid of when you master this. Um, and I've had eczema on my arm for like a few months for absolutely no reason. And I'm probably sure that it's this that's causing it. You know, bloating and food allergies can be caused by out of, sh- out of whack um, blood sugar levels. And I have been more bloated recently. Um, you know, that's probably why you can't see any definition in my stomach. So, you know, all these things are down to having um, out of whack or not stable blood sugar levels. So basically, I've explained, I've drummed into you how bad it is to have, you know, shaky blood sugar levels. Um, so when we focus on flattening our glucose curves, instead of just focusing on calories like we've been taught to, um, and we focus on the, the glucose curve to reduce cravings, um, we will be much more successful at reducing them, reducing hunger, and we will increase our time that we spend in our fat burning mode. Studies on this have shown that when we flatten our glucose curve, we lose more weight easier, even when we eat more calories. So you can have the same two meals um, with this. Sorry, you can have two meals with the same calories. So two different meals with the same calories and get completely different effects in your body. Um, And this just shows, you know, that the popular comparisons that you see on influencers um, food um, pages where it says, you know, there's you can have 300 calories of this and it's like a fucking seven Oreo biscuits and you can have 300 calories of this and it's like a avocado on toast and it's the same. Like that is absolute bullshit. <laughs> that is not the same. When I've listened to this and understood it more, it makes even more sense. And I think when you, yes, I mean, to in a certain extent, the amount of calories you put into your body um, is going to create a similar amount of energy but the glucose spikes will be different and the effects it has on your body and if we were to go deeper into the science and talk about insulin levels and insulin resistance which you're, you're you know I can happily go into into another in another podcast episode and um, but otherwise I'm going to speak for hours these things affect how you hold on to fat and also how readily you burn fat okay that's for fact so if you are triggering your glucose levels and this is making you create more insulin and um your body basically has been put into a situation where it cannot burn fat and it cannot get into a state where it can burn fat um whereas if you used to eat the avocado on toast with egg you're not going to create that spike therefore your body can readily burn fat more so them 300 calories are not equal okay do not listen to that information um So here's a couple of things that you can master when you learn to manage and control your glucose levels and spikes. So what we're aiming for, just to be clear, is that at the moment, if you're eating how I'm eating, you're eating sugar, you know, randomly throughout the days, you're crashing, not feeling great, you're having these symptoms, you're basically looking, your your glucose curve is looking like a roller coaster. So it's going up and down, up and down all throughout the day. And the aim is to get it level. So the way that people test and know about this, just for your information, we're not going to do this because obviously we can't we can't just get prescription wearable device. But people put glucose monitors on themselves. You know, you might see diabetic people just have them. They attach to the back of your arm and these track throughout the day your glucose levels in your body. And they will obviously show trigger like they will show, you know, when you've eaten a certain thing, if you get a spike or if you don't. 
Um, and these are now becoming more readily available wearable technologies where you can all day track your glucose levels so you can technically see what foods trigger and what foods don't trigger your spikes. Now, that is really important because different foods for different people trigger you differently. So me and my sister could both eat an apple and she might not get a huge spike, but I might. So you can't even attribute it down to individual carbs. Like some things just might trigger you and some things might not. Okay, but because we don't have access to this type of information yet, it's not as affordable or you we don't, have, you know, most companies make you have a subscription for it. Um, you can live to a set of rules that will help you at least to know you're getting your glucose levels under control to an extent because of how they're laid out. So if you are to master your glucose levels, you can get rid of nausea, which is perfect for me, um, get rid of skin rashes, you can help to regulate your cycle, you can get hormonal conditions under control, um, hormonal acne apart especially, so you have glowing skin. Weight loss is a, a, a side effect of managing your glucose levels, not feeling shattered after every meal, um, reducing anxiety and panic attacks, getting rid of polycystic ovaries um, or PCO PCOS, um, reducing bloating and food allergies and um, reducing the risk of diabetes and early menopause. So all of these things are um, blood sugar or blood glucose effects. These are all blood, high blood sugar causes inflammation and most of these conditions or problems are caused by inflammation. So if you can limit the inflammation, you can limit the risk of all of these problems. Um, so let me go through with you the rules. So here are a few things that you can do to modify your food intake, or your, not modify, not your food intake, modify your diet without controlling your calories or restricting any foods. So you do not have to count calories and you do not have to restrict foods, okay? Um, so the first thing is to have a savoury breakfast. Um, so this basically means that you do not have something sweet for breakfast. Society says that we... Well, marketing, traditional marketing has promoted things like Special K to us as a great breakfast. It says that it's healthy, it's low fat, and we've kind of just picked that up. And I think, obviously, over the last few years, that is not as widely believed. You know, people know you kind of want to have a protein in every meal and stuff. But um, the person, and I, I have been so rude, and I haven't even mentioned the name of this person. So if you want to have a look or go in more depth, the person to follow is the glucose goddess. She is the person that Angelie was interviewing, and she is the person where I've got most of my information from. So please go and check out her information because she has got way more there. I'm just breaking it down um, for you because um, I'm so passionate about this, and I think I will definitely see huge results from following this um so a savory breakfast is the first one um and this basically means not having a sweet breakfast so things like egg and avocado on toast or it can be leftovers from the night before um anything that is not sweet um because a sweet breakfast basically is setting us up for a roller coaster ride um throughout the day um and is going to set off our cravings and obviously if you can start the day right and start on a flat glucose curve you're more likely to be able to keep it up throughout the day. Um, one of the things that shocked me the most, and that is something that I've already changed in my diet, is that oat milk and oats are actually a huge, um, for, for, for a lot of people, obviously, like I said, different foods are different for different people, but oat milk and oats are actually quite a big trigger for glucose spikes. Um, so 
oat milk especially because it's highly um produced what's the word i'm looking for processed it's highly processed oats for some people won't spike and i'm not before you switch off and say i love my porridge i'm not quitting porridge (laughs) you can do things to the porridge to make it spike you less but but i'm saying just basic porridge um, and oat milk are big triggers um of glucose spikes which i use every day (laughs) so i was quite shocked about that sorry i am on a squeaky chair i'm just moving my leg um this is how i'm not i'm not a professional podcaster just yet but i'll get there i promise um so savory breakfast i'm going to go back to how you can dress things up and change them so that you know oats can be a different type of breakfast once i've gone through the other rules so first first rule is savory breakfast the second rule is to start your lunch and dinner with um a starter salad or some starter veggies so veggies in your um starter meal basically means that you're you're taking the vegetables in first and they are lining the walls of your stomach and your intestines um and slows down basically how your body it's it's going to slow down the digestion of the carbs because it's taking longer to digest through the veggies first which means that it's going to um, not spike as much the curve will flatten because you're not getting a huge influx of carbs you're not getting a huge influx of glucose all at once it's going to be more spread out if that makes sense um so the, the it's absorbed to a lesser extent um and this again will will help to balance your hormones improve your fertility reduce your cravings give you better skin less wrinkles etc etc so number two is having a veggie starter and this does not have to be like a plain salad like you can have some cheese with it you can have nuts you can have oil there's so many examples on the glucose goddesses instagram page like she has like posts of just different starter salads you can have and this one is my absolute favorite because it makes me feel like my lunch and dinner is so big like i'm having like a starter salad and then i'm gonna have my lunch so then when i get to the lunch i actually don't feel as hungry and I don't feel like I need like a huge huge carb amount like I feel really full and for me I'm not really a vegetable person like I really don't enjoy having like chicken rice and veg I'll just literally make chicken and rice so this is a good way for me to get in um like like some greens because I will eat a nice salad like I love rocket rocket I had a capri salad because I just start have done been doing this for the last few days and I had a capri salad the other day and I loved it, like it was so nice. So having a yeah, again, I keep saying these things over and over again, but start with a lovely starter salad. Number three is during so during meals, eat your starches after your protein and veggies. So basically you want to try and eat in an order. You can still have full, you can still have the meals that you want, but just try to eat them in a certain order. So obviously you've got your veggies first, which is covered by the starter salad, then you've got proteins next, then fats, starches, and then sugars. So if you're going to have, so that would be, for example, like if you have um, like a steak and chips, you, or let's talk about it like Nando's. So if we have Nando's, you might order a side salad to start or some avocado. Um, and then you would have your chicken first on the plate, then your chips. No, sorry, you'd have your chicken first. Then obviously you've got your Perronese, so you're dipping your chi- um, chicken in your Perronese. Then you would have the chips, obviously still with a little bit of Perronese. And then if you're having a dessert or whatever, or you're having a Coke, try and have that after your meal. So then it's, so it's veggies, proteins, fats, starches, sugars. And that will help you to reduce your spike, having it in that order. Um, the next rule is never have naked carbs. 
So this basically means that when you have a carb, you don't have it on its own. You have it with a protein or a fat or a even better, having it with both. Okay, so I quite like that one, never naked carbs. I think that's really easy to follow. And an example of this is when you have an apple, if you have an apple, like I said, it's probably going to give you a glucose spike, which will send you on a roller coaster. Um, so you're better to have that nut butter, um, you're better to have that apple with some nut butter because the fat will prevent the glucose spike and keep you on a like, more steady track throughout the day, which isn't going to spike your insulin levels, which means you can still burn fat through the day happy days okay that's then that's number rule number four rule number five is you're going if you can you're going to do 10 minutes i'm, I'm going to call it movement after you've eaten um and that stunts your that that movement um obviously burns up some of the glucose and prevents the spike so what they suggest is to go for a 10 minute walk after you have eaten but i know i won't do that like i know like my partner and me just chill out in the evenings, so I'm not going to get him to be able to come for a walk with me for 10 minutes, and I definitely don't want to go for a walk for 10 minutes, I've already walked the dog, so it's just not going to happen, um, so I would say that I will probably start to, to get up and do a little bit of tidying in the house, like I might leave a little bit of the work tidying up or whatever that I have to do, um, for after dinner, so that I'm moving around still, um, and getting some movement, but I'm not actually having to physically go for a walk, maybe I do the hoovering, the mopping, um, putting stuff away, but just 10 minutes movement after your meal, um, helps to prevent them spikes, um, and the last rule is to save your sugar for dessert, so if you want to have something sweet, if you want to have a cake, if you want to have a biscuit or crisps or whatever, save it, f yeah, still with crisps, no, that's not sweet. Well, it is kind of sweet. Yeah, well, wait, okay. save these things for after your meal. So even if you, your meal can count as lunch or breakfast or dinner, but save it for after your meal. So that's kind of following the rule of, you know, veggies, then proteins, then fats, then starches, then sugars. So say we've been to Nando's um, and we've had our chicken and chips. We might want some cheesecake and obviously you're just going to have that cheesecake after. Um, and because you're having it on top of all the other foods, it doesn't have mu as much of a spike because you're ingesting it with protein and fats as well. Um, so it's way better to have it after a meal than it is to just have it on its own. Another good time actually to have um, a sugary meal is after a very intense workout, which is something I have known for years and have followed for years. Um, so yeah, another good time to have a sugary meal or something sugary is after a intense workout because you actually are looking to replenish your glu um, glycogen or glucose storage um so that's a good time as well um a few other things that you can use to consider that will help or give you a little boost on your way to a flat glucose curve is having apple cider vinegar now apple cider vinegar got popular a few years ago it's kind of died down again now but apple cider vinegar is like a magic wand and it does really reduce your glucose spikes dramatically so if you can have a, a spoonful of apple cider vinegar in a glass of water before you eat like 10 minutes before you eat that will help to reduce your glucose spike regardless okay so having a um like a, a spoonful of apple cider vinegar with some water is a great way to reduce your glucose spikes um so get to holland and barrett's and get that apple cider vinegar in <laughs> Um, even if you like, and that, that is even if you had it like, so say you weren't following all the other rules, even if you just had a bowl of pasta and you didn't do your, 
Um, you didn't dress your carbs up, like I said. It will still reduce your, your, your pasta's glucose spike. So if you do anything, that's the easiest one to do. Um, one thing that as well that, that came up that I found out is that um, eating later also spikes your blood sugar. Um, and that is one that I've picked up um, since living in this house. Um, and just because, you know, my life has got a lot busier, um, I am eating a lot later, like just the way our lifestyles are. Um, sometimes my boyfriend will come in from basketball and we will eat later. Um, so that is something that I've picked up and I, I don't really mind it, but I am going to make more of an effort now to have my dinner earlier because um, because of the sleepy hormones, I can't remember what they're called, but obviously as we get more tired and as it gets later towards the evening, our body has sleepy hormones that make us feel like we're ready for bed. Um, and eating later when them hormones are in our body does spike our blood sugar higher than it would normally if you ate the same meal earlier in the day. So that is just something to consider. Um, and people have said to me for years, you know, ask me the question and my clients have said to me, should I have my dinner at a certain time? And I've always just said, you know, have what you want when you want it. But actually I'm going to retract that now and you know we all grow we all learn different things and the reason I'm changing my mind on this is for a different reason than I had it in place for before but yeah if you can eat earlier it is better for your um, blood glucose levels which is obviously gonna help with a lot of things in your health um so yeah they are the rules um and going back to the savory breakfast which I said I go back to with the oats if you're going to apply all of this information to porridge a way that you can change your porridge is just make sure that you've got some nut butter in there. You've got some, you know, awesome just cashew nuts, um, a few berries, like ha basically having like a pro or like, and a mixing a little bit of protein powder in. Per yeah, it's perfect to mix a little bit of protein powder in and some nut butter. And that is now a porridge that is not going to spike your glucose rather than just having oats and honey. Like that is massively going to spike your glucose levels. OK, so you're basically just dressing that carb up like it says. Um, if you if you wanted to have like the sweet breakfast um so that is basically it now I know I've run through that very quickly I've covered a lot of information um you know the podcasts and stuff that I was listening to on this were like hours long so I've done this in 30 minutes so it might sound like I have rambled and I'm sorry if I have but if I have just given you any insight into this whatsoever and you feel like you want to go find out more um, then go to the glucose goddess is at glucose goddess on instagram and she has really useful information um that's really easily readable and um she goes over the same kind of she shows you the points and the main important points over and over again so it kind of does drum it into your head um so go and have a look at that if you don't believe me um and one thing that did come up the question kind of that i thought about that people may ask is if you're going to worry so much about glucose and carbs, then why would you not just go keto? But keto, well, basically, ketones and keto, keto, oh my God, ketogenesis and ketones are good things. You know, having ketones in your body shows that your body is functioning correctly and it's digesting. Um, so that's not a bad thing. But the, the bad thing about keto, the ketogenic diet is that it's not really easily applicable to normal life the way we have developed and changed our lifestyles you know like alcohol is a carb it's just sugar when you burn it down if you are doing keto you basically can't drink and who wants that like who wants to not be able to enjoy themselves who wants to be have to go out and not you know have chips at nando's and you have to just eat this really strict and regimented diet which for some people is fine but 
with this method, you know, with the controlling your blood sugar level and using these, you know, very easy rules, like it's not cutting anything out, it's just making you eat the things you normally would eat in a slightly different way, you can still enjoy everything that you want to enjoy, but you're just tweaking it. Keto basically is changing your whole lifestyle and everything that you eat and having to be really strict with the way you do things. Um, and I just think for me, that's enough, like that's not nice, like that's not a way to live. Um, I want to live with as much freedom as possible. My goal with my clients and with myself is to be able to eat what I want um, and not feel any guilt and still get great results. It used to be eat what I want when I want, but now I am amending that to this. And to an extent, you can still eat when you want. I'm not like stuck to specific mealtimes, but this is just a much smarter way to do it. And, you know, if I can reduce my stomach fat and if I can... um, as well, like, get rid of any, like, of these nasty things, like, skin rashes, regulate my cycle, um, not feel shattered every day, have more energy, not have anxiety, reduce polycystic ovaries, reduce bloating, sleep better, clear up my skin, prevent wrinkles, I think I've said some of these more, but improve my mood, concentrate better, like, not have long-term disease, then why would I not just, you know, move and shuffle around the way I eat, like, I can do that, (laughs) So I will keep you updated on Instagram. My Instagram, if you don't follow me already, is um, at Lauren Charlotte Fitness, at Lauren Charlotte underscore fitness, sorry. Um, And I will, you know, show you how I'm able to implement this into my life. I have been doing it for the past couple of days and the results I can say so far are that, yes, my stomach does look flatter. There's no abs yet, but we're only on day two. Um, I was a very, like, bunged up and bloated, if I'm honest. And I feel like that is subsiding. I feel like I'm not blocked up anymore because I am naturally eating a little bit more fibre. Um, and I don't feel in the mornings as much like I need a sugar boost. I do kind of still feel that way, but um, not as much. So I think that will subside the more I practice and do this. Um, so yeah, they are the, the results I've got from it so far, and I will keep you updated. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Um, I have got one more thing to tell you. So... Over the past few months, I have been racking my brain and working on something absolutely amazing. And it is probably the thing that I am the most proud of that I've ever done. Um, I love PTing and I love my class and I love um, working with clients online. Um, But this is my absolute passion and it's something that I cannot wait to share with you. Um, And it's basically my body manifestation um challenge it's a 21 day challenge and it's going to revolve revolutionize the way you view your body and how you approach achieving your dream body forever it's going to give you the tools to maintain and keep and get your the body that you you always have wanted and always have desired at ease okay so this challenge is for you if you are currently viewing your body in a negative light and do not feel your absolute best, and that you have desired changing your body for a while, um, but don't want to get back into a really, really negative yo-yo dieting um, mentality, or like a weight loss, like, basically like trap, like you don't want to be doing these slimming world, or weight watchers, you just want to be able to do it, and get it done, and feel great, you're ready to love your body, and start feeling the most confident version of you, and you're ready to get effortless results, and manifest your dream body in style, so this is a 21-day challenge, which teaches you mindset, practices, manifestation techniques, um, and really works into your subconscious mind, 
to get you to a place where you can achieve the results. You believe it, you feel it deep within your soul, you feel like you've already achieved it and when you implement that with the training program that I'm going to provide you and the education that I'm going to provide you on diet and nutrition as well, it's like a triple threat. You know, you've got the mindset ready, you're manifesting it, you've got the education, you can make great choices and you have a fantastic training plan to follow as well. So this is going to be absolutely unreal. I cannot wait to share it with you. Um, I'm not too sure on the date it's going to be released because I'm recording all of the content for it over the next two days. And as soon as it is ready, I'm going to share it with you. So anyone that's interested in that, please um, just basically keep a lookout. I mean, I'm going to be posting an email link where you can share, send me your email address and receive um, the initial discounted price. The first time around I do it, I'm going to be doing it for a heavily, heavily discounted amount. And then as I do it um, month to month, it's going to go up to the normal price. So um, look out for that. Um, like I said, if you struggled with diets for years, if you are stressed about your food intake, if you lack willpower around food, have battled with emotional eating and struggle with food addiction, then this is for you. If you've ever sabotaged your weight loss, and don't know how to stop doing it, if you feel completely uncomfortable in your body, if you feel guilty when you cheat on your diet or have been in them situations, which we all have before, I've definitely been there. Um, and if you're trying to lose, if, you, if you've tried to lose weight before and done everything in your power and just not seen results, then again, this is for you. Um, you know, normally a personal trainer whips your body for a 60 minute session and that's it. And, you know, sometimes that I can have been guilty of that before. You know, I give my clients in the gym an amazing session. But after that, it's like they just kind of feel like, what's next? Well, this is giving your brain that kick-ass workout that it needs so that you can continue through your day and get results and know that you are on track and that you are going to be that fantastic, confident, happy person forever and ever. So, yeah, excited to share that with you. But thank you so much, guys, for listening to the podcast. If you really enjoyed it um, then and you, you know, want to hear more, then please, um, you know, give me a review. Vote on it. I think, <laughs> I think you can give me stars. I'm not 100% sure. I've never given anyone else stars. So maybe I should go around and just, like, star all the, <laughs> all the podcasts that I like. And hopefully that love will be shared back to me. But, yeah, seriously, thank you so much. I know that I'm rambling at the moment, but I will get better at this. I think I'm just so passionate about the topic that it just comes out all at once um but yeah have a great evening guys please share with me your feedback on instagram or dm me and let me know um and yeah have a great evening bye or day whatever time you're listening to it bye